0: Accounting giant Ernst & Young have produced an index called the Future Consumer Index, and uh, it's got some interesting reporting on New Zealanders and their buying decisions. One in four Kiwis are willing to pay more for sustainable products, but more than half fear that they're unable to distinguish fact from fiction when it comes to sustainable claims. Laura Gamill is CEO of Eco Choice Aotearoa, which helps people buy products proven to be better for the environment. She's also an ex-RNZer. You'll remember some long car drives, I'm sure, to uh, cover stories while you were working here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey,
0: welcome, welcome. Did this surprise you, This uh, the results of this index?
1: No, not at all. I mean, we've seen a few of these reports. Um, Market Insights company Cantor has pre- been producing a similar report for the last 14 years. Um, so that has sort of shown the same um, findings, I guess, and, um, it's always interesting to me that this figure around people willing to pay more, um, because I think it kind of perpetuates the myth that sustainable products are always more expensive, mm-hmm. um, and that's not always the case. There might be um, a more expensive outlay, but they might save you—you know—save you money in the long run. You know, they they're usually repairable, um, or they have some sort of that's warranty. Very interesting point. Yeah, they're durable. Um, you know, probably more um, efficient in terms of energy. Um, refillable, reusable—those sorts of things. Yeah.
0: I mean, you just think about a light bulb, right? Are you willing to pay more for an eco light bulb? Well, are you paying more upfront, but probably in the long term, it does um, eventually pay for itself. Um, are you surprised that people are confused?
1: Not at all. It's um, it's like the wild west out there, <laughs> uh, you see? And you know, there are some really um, brilliant certifications and people doing some good work. Um, there are ones that are less so. Um, but we're also seeing a lot of businesses kind of make up their own. Uh, badges now that kind of look like third-party claims, so it might have a nice little leaf or a tree on it. And, Mm. you know, I... I think, you know, the danger that we have with this is lots of people, are you know, they want to do the right thing. But when you find out you've been duped, you get a bit ticked off, right? Um, and I've been there. I have bought things. You know, I'm a you know a busy mum like a lot of people, and I'm just trying to survive the supermarket when I go through that with my two boys, you know, try and get in and out as quickly as possible. And I've fallen for the old, you know, tree, um, the tree logo on something. My husband just before we came on air sent me um, – a uh, picture of uh, some cleaning fluid that he found with some uh, interesting claims. Um, So I've got, you know, I've... You know, managed to brainwash him and he's very obsessive about <laughs> yeah. this stuff now as well.
0: Funny, you talk about going to the supermarket. I mean, lots of people get their uh, groceries online. That's even less opportunity to look at packaging.
1: Well, yeah, less opportunity, but actually for, to look at packaging. But I think there's a real opportunity for supermarkets themselves to step up in that regard. Um, you know, I think when we think about some of these products, they're quite small, right? So putting a heap of information on the side of it, you know, taking up valuable real estate um, is quite difficult. But generally, if people are sort of sitting down doing their shopping online, um, you know, if there's something there that can sort of give, or there's a filter potentially, um, you know, for people who want to shop more sustainably, yeah. I think that's a that's an exciting opportunity for a supermarket that wanted to step up.
0: Interesting. We're talking about ethical investing with Mary Holm later, and it's a similar sort of thing, right? If you can just kind of filter out the the ones that you want to purchase from, it mm. would make things a lot easier. But then. How does the supermarket work out which of these certifications to pay attention to there's presumably more than one is there
1: yeah absolutely and I think you know lots of these supermarkets have big sustainability teams now so they're not starting from scratch they're aware of which uh, you know eco labels and certifications are legitimate mm-hmm. um, so it's a it's just simply putting some process in place and um, you know it'd be great if they also looked at weeding out some of these other dodgy ones themselves I know they've got a lot to contend with but um, you know we're really big on um, encouraging businesses and government to uh, procure sustainably so they also need to have processes in place for when they buy things so look for an eco-label but you know here's a list of eco-labels that you've you know pre approve those sorts of things you know always um, look at trying to prioritize um, certifications that are a bit more holistic. Um, the danger with singular claims, um, I guess like a singular envi- uh, environmental claim is that there can be um, unintended consequences or trade-offs as associated with that um, you know there's a There was a um, really good example last year in the states um, you know thinks put out some uh, period proof underwear. Which is great, saving stuff from going into landfill. Later, it was found out that the um, absorbency layer had reproductive toxins in it, and they faced a class action lawsuit. So, it's it, you know, when you're looking for a sustainable product, it's yes, we want something that's sustainable. But we also need to make sure that it's healthy for your your family, yeah. and you're not, putting and you're it not creating
0: risk. one problem by solving another.
1: Absolutely, and that's you know, I think what gets on my goat with a few things, you know, we've been really mono focused on carbon in this country, mm. huge issue. Don't get me wrong, but we need to look at it. Um, yeah. Again, a lot more comprehensively, like great. If someone's lowered their carbon, but what are they doing with their waste? What's the energy um, and water usage like um, what's their product stewardship? Like, you know, are they taking back products? Um, are they, you know, modern slavery is also a consideration here. Um, mm. And that kind of goes back to the debate around um, you know, the cost of products as well. Like, I'm, you know, I think a lot of people would be willing to pay a bit more if they knew it wasn't, you know, being made by an eight-year-old overseas or yeah. something.
0: Um, so what are the good ones and what are the bad ones when it comes to certifications? Oh, you want
1: it, you want me to pick my favourites? Well, obviously eco EcoChoice, Aotearoa. We've been around 30 years and... Um, You know, we're really rigorous. We're voluntary. So people who sign up to us, um, you know, really putting themselves through the ringer because they think it's important. So we look at environmental impact, um, you know, from raw extraction of materials right through to uh, product stewardship, but also whether the product is safe for you and your family um, and whether um, it's, you know, fit for purpose. Does it work? Um, We use a lot of um, other eco-labels within our certification. Um, so we kind of, you know, for something like a paper or wood product, we would look at something like FSC to make sure that, you know, we've got the sourcing right, because we can't physically go into, you know, the forests and things like that all the mm-hmm. time. So we we do work with others that we we rate. Um, we're very different from B Corp um, in the sense a lot of people would have heard of B Corp um because we're so we're product focused um and and very environmentally focused. But I think they've done some really brilliant stuff in terms of um you know governance um, and corporate responsibility um who else who else fair trade um really big fan of their mandate Mm. um so it's kind of being aware of all of of those are quite
0: uh, excuse me for interrupting all of those are quite um holistic approaches
1: yeah or that you know they are what they say on the tin right fair trade Pretty straightforward to understand that, right? Um, Forest Stewardship Council. If no one, uh, if people weren't familiar with FSC, you know, that's the thing that I also really like about them. Um, you know, there's no ambiguity about what they're about. Um,
0: are you suspicious of organisations, certification or organisations that are funded or run by uh, companies who benefit from that certification? You know, you often see industry groups form their oh, own yes. sort of.
1: Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying. So, like, it's almost like a membership organisation. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: um, I think um, there might be a. I'm just, I can't verify, live fact check myself here, but there might be like a, a, a sustainable palm oil organisation that's been formed by users of palm oil, and so you think, well, that's good that they've um got some standards in here, but do we trust the people who are actually you know, manufacturing the palm oil to be regulating themselves. Yeah, I is think, that an issue?
1: Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, with something like a, a sustainable palm oil is a really interesting one because there is no alternative. You've sort of got the round table for sustainable palm oil, um, so there's no other way of, of sort of checking it. And mm. I think they've admitted that they can. Um, there's room for improvement there. A good example is um, there's two big... Um, Electronics uh, certifications in the world. So one is called TCO Certified, and the other is called um, ePEAT, which came out of the Global um, Economics no Economics uh, Electronics Council, which is a membership organisation. We've deliberately aligned ourselves with TCO Certified. So if you're in the market for a smartphone or a monitor mm-hmm. or a headset, um, I would definitely look for that certification. Um, what we like about them is that they are really holistic. They go in, they look at the um, the, you know the factories every single year, um, but they also don't have um, you know a lot of certifications. Will have um, you know gold, silver, bronze status like us. They are you either meet the requirements or you don't. It's pass mm. fail, and we we kind of like that brutal approach. No yeah. choice.
0: Hey, what is? Um what does the phrase made from ocean-bound plastic mean?
1: Oh, God, Jesse, It's my biggest, like, I just get fixated on it. This one is killing me at the moment. So ocean-bound. I mean, what do you think it means? Is it, is it good? I'd like to put that on you. What does that say to you? Um,
0: made from ocean-bound plastic. I would say they have a net and a river, at a river mouth, and they're catching the plastic that was going to go into the ocean and they're melting it down into do something useful.
1: Well, yeah, that. I mean, that sounds sensible, doesn't it? <laughs> What I can tell you is that um, it includes uh, any plastic found with a fifty-kilometer ra- radius of a coastline. <laughs> and I, before we came on here, I looked, and that is the distance from Hamilton to Cambridge and back again. So uh, it's ridiculous, or right?
0: Raglan, maybe, maybe, maybe. if I found it in Hamilton, that'd be okay. Well,
1: maybe, yeah, but that—that's kind of like what we're dealing with at the moment. And I think, you know, the EU is always, you know, pretty progressive on these issues. So they've got uh, the EU Green Claims Directive.
0: Yeah, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so that um, is hopefully going to be implemented uh, later this year and it's been a few years in the making. So they started off much like this EY um, report and also some of the work that Cantor has done by looking um, at levels of confusion um, with consumers and they found, you know, they ended up doing a study. They went into supermarkets and found that, you know, 42% of the claims that they were looking at were uh, either plain wrong or misleading. Um, And... What they've decided to do is put this um, Green Claims Directive in place, which means any environmental claim has to be backed up by a third-party organisation, so like an eco-choice, for instance, um, because not all eco-labels are created equal they're um, sort of delegating to the eu eco-label which came out of the government there and who is a sister label of ours Mm. um to sort of be the arbiter of which ones are allowed um and they're only about allowed to be sort of holistic life cycle analysis um they cannot take a points or a you know a a tiered strategy it has to be pass fail all of those sorts of things
0: sounds like we're making progress um 40 kilometers from hamilton to